This Shabbos we read two parashas in Chutzlaretz Chukas and Balak, and in Eretz Yisrael we read parashas Balak. Parashas Balak, the way the cycle of finishing the Torah every year, uh, falls out always before the three weeks. Usually it's immediately preceding the three weeks, but sometimes there's a Shabbos in between, but, but Parashas Balak is always read before the three weeks. What are the three weeks? The three weeks are the period of time between 17th of Tammuz and, and, and Tisha B'Av, or the period of, uh, we, where we focus on mourning the destruction of the Batei Mekdash and of the Golas and the Chorbanais. Is there possibly a connection between Parashas Balak to the three weeks? Let's see if we can make a connection. Parashas Balak talks about the story of Bilam, that Bilam wanted to curse Kal Yisrael, and the Kodesh Baruch Hu prevented him from doing so, and he turned his Klalais into Brachais, into blessings. But at the end of the parsha, when he was not successful in cursing Kal Yisrael, he did leave Balak with advice how to, how to cause damage to Kal Yisrael by getting them to trip up with the daughters of Moev, getting them to trip up with the Chet of Arayis. He was successful in that, and he brought about a Magefa, a plague onto Kal Yisrael, which was only stopped when Pinchas came, and he killed, there was a, a person, a Jewish person, the Torah says, who was violating this Avera publicly in front of Moshe Rabbeinu, in front of all Klai Yisrael, and Pinchas came and he killed him, and that stopped the Magefa. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says that what, what happened over here, based on the Psukim, the Pasuk says, that when, they, when this person did this Avera in front of Moshe and all of Klai Yisrael, they were crying at the entrance of al Mayed until Pinchas came, and took a spear and killed this person. So the Gemara tells us the person, the man who was doing this chait publicly was the Nasi, the Prince Zimri of Shevet Shimon, and he was doing an Avera publicly to, 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 to be in the face of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, Nis'alma mimena Allah, he, wasn't, he, didn't, he forgot the Allah. That's the Pashtas of the Gemara. And he didn't know what to do. And then Pinchas came and said to Moshe, what do you mean? Didn't you teach us this when you came down from Sinai that Boyal Aramis Kanoim Paigam and someone that does this Avera publicly, Kanoim Mazalets can come and kill him? So Moshe Rabbeinu said to Pinchas, "Yes, El Maisev Niska Halacha." Pinchas saw the Maisev and he remembered the Halacha and he said to Moshe, you, "You, this is what you taught us." And he said, "Crying at the Igrasa Iul Ahavi for Vanka, the one who carries the the letter of um, one who carries the letter." Uh, he should be the one to carry it out. So one who reads, and one who reads the the, 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 Garis, the letter from the king, the announcement, he should be the one to carry it out. And therefore he went and he did it himself. Pashtas is that this was a Allah which is a, uh, which is a chalik of Torah, which was not written down, which was just transmitted orally from Moshe and down. But, I heard a pshat in this Gemara from my Rebbe, Rebchayim Kiddowitz Shlita, you should live and be well, where he said, um, and, and he brought, he based it on a Kadman, I just don't remember who he based it on. Who we were saying it from? That the act of uh, the act of kanois of kanoi and pagaba, which is the story of what Pinchas did, which is generally speaking, we have to, is, if someone doesn't have era, even if it's a capital offense, it has to be with witnesses and has to come to to, to Besdin, and he has to be a psak. But here is a different type of thing that if a person does this avera, as a matter of fact, it's halacha ve'enmayrin came. The action of killing somebody for publicly violating the halacha of Bayel Aramis is something which is not psaktin. It has to come, it has to be spontaneous, it has to be come from a deep-seated love of a Kaddish Baruch Hu and for this flagrant violation, public violation of this halacha. And he said, therefore, why, did, why couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu do this? Why was he sitting there? Why was he paralyzed? Because Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, Moshe Rabbeinu is be'etzah, Moshe Rabbeinu in his nature, whatever he did with Kal Yisrael was a psak, was a hayra. And therefore he 
was not able to do an act of kanas. So what happened? Pinchas said, but Moshe Rabbeinu, you did do an act of kanas. When, you did, when did he do an act of kanas? When he came down from Harsina with the Luchas, and he, and he witnessed that Klai Yisrael was after Mantaira, 40 days later you came down with the Luchas, and Klai Yisrael was being violating with the hate of the Egel, they were worshipping the golden calf, and Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchas. That was an act of kanas. And you taught us this, Moshe. So, so, so Moshe said to Pinchas, oh, so if that's the case, you understand properly, so you're the one who's reading the Igaris of the king, you should go and carry it out, and he went and killed Zimri. Question is, if Moshe Rabbeinu is someone who can't do Hayra, he can't do Kanas because everything he does is Hayra, why was he able to break the Luchas? And the answer, as Marabi said, and the answer is because at that point in time, that was the point in time, the one point in time, where Moshe Rabbeinu was able to do an act of Kanas because if Kal Yisrael was, 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 was rejecting Kaddish Baruch with the Chet Egal. And at that point, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to say, I'm not an act of Ayra. The Torah, you don't yet have the full, you don't yet have the whole Torah. I'm able to do an act of Kanais. After this point, I'm going to be, I've given you the Moshe and given you over all of the Torah. And I am not able to do an act of Kanais, which is something which is excluded from Kanais. Excluded, excuse me, which is not able to be abstracted in of Ayra. What does the Gemara tell us about the Shvira Saluchas? Gemara tells us that when Moshe, there were three things that Moshe Rabbeinu did without asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu first, and that Hashem was masking to him, and one of them was the breaking of the Luchas. It brings a right from the Pasuk, that the Pasuk says, that you should, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Metav Moshe, to make the second set of Luchas, he said, make them like the first set, Asher Shibata, that you broke, and the Gemara Darshan's Asher Shibata, the Gemara Shabbat says, Yoyashu Kechacha Asher Shibata. It's, thank you, you did the right thing. The Gemara, so we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's masking, we see first of all, that Moshe Ben did it by himself. And based on this understanding, right, if it's an act of kanos, we can understand why Moshe Ben had to do it by himself. Because if he would have gotten a psak, he couldn't do it. An act of kanos has to be something which comes, spontaneous, comes by himself. It can't be a hira. The Gemara Menachas also darshans on the same pasuk and on the same drush of Hashem Shibata, Yashik Echach Hashem Shibata, that there are times when Bitula Shal Taira is, Yisoyda is the Kiyom of Taira. Sometimes we have to break the Taira, violate it in order to that it can be continue on. And here was such an instance that Moshe Rabbeinu had to break the Luchas, to physically break up, break the Luchas, break the Torah, so that Kali Yisrael should continue. What does that mean? That means to say that the destruction of the Luchas Rishonis was, even though it was terrible, because the Luchas Rishonis were on a much higher level than the second set of Luchas. And the second set of, when we got the second set of Luchas, it was, it was, uh, it was given to us with the path to go further in time and to regain and to, and to become greater and greater and, and to reach ultimately, again, the level of the first Luchas. But if he had not destroyed that, they, they, we, we, we maybe wouldn't have been able to survive. So the destruction, we see, we learn from there, there are times when the destruction of the Bittal of Torah is a way to keep the Torah going. Now that's a very very difficult judgment, and you have to be Moshe to make that judgment. But the fact is, that's what happened over here, that the destruction of the Luchas, which happened on, and by the way, I forget to mention, the Luchas were destroyed in Shavas Thomas. We'll get to that point in a moment. That the, um, that's when the Luchas were destroyed. We already see a connection between this Parsha and the Parsha and the, and the three weeks which are coming upon us. But I want to contrast the actions, the destruction of Moshe Rabbeinu's actions, which he did without asking Hashem. So in a way, it's like he did it, and Hashem, but Hashem was masking to him. Let's compare that to the actions of, of Bilam in the beginning of the Parsha. Bilam knew that Hashem did not want him to curse Kal Yisrael. He told him. But he said, you could do, go do what you want. 
Go try to do what you want. But you, you know what I don't want you to curse them. I want them to be blessed. And he failed. And he wasn't able to. Hashem each time turns his clothes into brachas. And yet even so, he kept going, he kept trying. And even after he completely failed, he still tried to hurt Kal Yisrael with this Eitzah of the Bnei Smaev, with this Nus of the Bnei Smaev. So we see a tremendous contrast between Bilam and Moshe. We know the Pasuk says, in the end of the Sabracha, like, come Navi Yisrael, come Moshe, that in Kal Yisrael there was never a Navi like Moshe, but Bilam was not in Kal Yisrael, it was in Umas Ailam. He was, in a certain sense, a Navi like Moshe Rabbeinu. So we see there's a contrast between Moshe and Bilam. Yet, yeah, so we see another contrast here. That my, Bilam, knowing what Hashem didn't want him to curt Kal Yisrael, he went out of his way to try to make it happen. Moshe also. We said, he, Hashem gave him the luchas. He told him, go down and give it to them. Go down and give it to Kal Yisrael. And yet he broke them. Hashem didn't tell him to, but he broke them. What's the difference between the destruction which was caused by Bilam and the destruction which was caused by Moshe? Because the destruction of Bilam was a de- destructive, absolutely destructive destruction. It had no, it didn't, it wasn't, it had no constructive purpose to it at all. It was just to hurt Klai Yisrael. Whereas Moshe Rabbeinu, when he destroyed the Luchas, we said it's Bitula Zuikyuma. His whole destruction of Luchas was for the constructive purpose of saving Klai Yisrael and saving its connection to the Torah. So there's a big difference here between the destruction of Bilam and the destruction of Moshe Rabbeinu. And we, when did that, we said, when did this destruction happen? This destruction happened on Shavasa Thomas. Shavasa Thomas, the 17th of Thomas, the first of the terrible things that happened was the destruction of the Luchas. And that happened in Shabbat Thomas, which is the beginning of the period of the three weeks of mourning that we have on the, on, on the, on the destruction of the Batei Mikdash and the Golas that we're in. But let's recap. First, we said that the end of, we said Abshat based on the Gemara Sanhedrin, based, which is learning up the Pesukim, the end of Parshas Balak, that Pinchas, when he did his act of Kanos, when he killed Zimri, his act of zealotry, he learned that from Moshe Rabbeinu. Then Moshe Rabbeinu, when he came down, from our Sinai, and he broke the Luchas. That was an act of zealotry. It was also an act of Baal Aramis Kana. And Pagamai, I didn't speak out that, we, that the Gemara says that that Gemara compares the action of the Kreta Egel to an action of Znos. And that's how you could see from there Baal Aramis Kana and Pagamai. But Pinchas learned from there to do an act of zealotry. Even though an act of zealotry is not the way we run, we run with rules, we run with a process. And this is a unique halacha in the Torah. And in fact, like we said, it's this is the halacha, this is what a kanai has to do, but he can't be told to do it. It has to be done, which is different than all other halachas of the Torah. But that's what we learned from, that's what Pinchas learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. And this, we said, is a contrast. This destruction of the, of the luchas of that Moshe Rabbeinu did on Shavas Thomas is a contrast to that destruction that Bilam, uh, Bilam did, that Bilam's destruction was absolutely destructive, just trying to hurt Klai Yisrael, whereas Moshe Rabbeinu, when he destroyed the luchas, was so that to build us back up and to bring us to a higher, ultimately to a higher level. And now we can say perhaps this is why we always we read Parshas Balak always before the three weeks. Because how, what is our approach to the destruction that occurred in the three weeks? In the, during the three weeks? What is our approach to the, struc- to the destruction of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the bad things that happened to Kali Yisrael and Shabbat Zabatamas and Tishabov? Why do we view that? We have to understand that although all those terrible things that happened to us were destructive and they caused us great pain, and they put us into Gaulus, and we suffer still today from these terrible things. We have to recognize and understand that those punishments were not to be destructive, absolutely destructive, but rather those punishments and those terrible things that happened was, to be, was a, a constructive destruction. The purpose of those things happening was to ultimately bring us back to, bring us back to have another base of Mikdash to be rebuilt, 
hopefully very, very soon, and bring us back and closer to Hashem. And in fact, the Chazal, the Darshan, the Pasuk in Eicha, the Pasuk says, Kol those that were chasing it, talking about Pasuk in Eicha, talking about chasing Klai Yisrael, they caught up with them between the barriers, between the fences, and that's where the name Ben Amitzarim comes from, between Shavasar Thomas and Tishabov. But the Chazal Darshan, Kol Roy Defel, Kol Roy Defka, whoever runs after Hashem can catch up with Him. During this period of time is a time when you can come closer to Hashem. If you go through the mourning process properly and you recognize that Hashem did these things to us so that we should repair our ways, so that we should be able to come back and become closer to Him, so that we can have a third base Amikdash so very, very soon. So, so we understand that the period of the Avelos, perhaps we can learn from the... That's why Parshas Balak is always read before the three weeks. So that we can recognize that the Avelos is one. What is the Avelos telling us? What do we miss Abel? We miss Abel because we have to grow from what happened to us. And not only, certainly, Kali Yisrael, in this period of time of mourning, has to, we all need to work on ourselves to grow from the, from the national tragedies that happened. But every person also should take this time during this period, it's appropriate to focus on the bad things that happens in their own life and recognize that perhaps we can, they can take all those bad things and turn those into constructive things to, for them to grow and to become better and to become closer to Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbat.